0: Listen in to find out what Richard Branson has to say about pharmacy. Plus, I interview Managing Director of Health Notes, Ashley Faulting, and we discover how to deliver patient-centric communication that streamlines your prescription ordering process.
1: Welcome to The Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host,
0: Robert Starr. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, most importantly, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build a smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, and we're into episode 36, well, it's been a massive week. I've just got back from a trip from Brisbane. It was fantastic. I've got some great insights from my visits up there that I'd love to share with you shortly. But firstly, the biggest bombshell that dropped this week was uh, that a colleague of mine and a previous guest of the Transformation Show, Kathy Reid, had the great fortune of being up at Necker Island. And for those of us who don't know what Necker Island is, it is, of course, the home of Richard Branson or the home away from home of Richard Branson, his own island. Island and she was up there with a group of entrepreneurs and I asked her uh, cheekily and she accepted which was fantastic um, to find out what Richard Branson had to say about pharmacy. So she's uh, followed up with a blog post which I was very very happy to receive yesterday and uh, she's basically and, and I'll go through that with you so that she'd been asked by a retail pharmacy colleague which I would assume is me and uh, to get Richard's thoughts on the space. And when asked the question, he said he hadn't really considered the market, but with his trademark cheeky grin, added that he did have a great idea for the space and he wouldn't be talking to me, of course, Kathy, and uh, he'd be getting in there and try and running with it himself. So the lesson I took out of that is that in order to affect change in our industry, Pharmacy ideas shouldn't be discussed, they should be implemented. And we talk about a lot of ideas, i talk about here the same themes coming out from a lot of our conferences, and I'd love to be hearing some great case studies of how these implementations and these ideas have gone ahead and flourished. Particularly uh, the pharmacy business plan competitions that are so successful throughout the years. I would love to see how those ideas take to fruition when they actually get into practical pharmacy applications. It's all well and good for us to have some great theoretical ideas and some great pitches, but we need to be able to implement those ideas in pharmacy. So great lesson from Sir Richard. And uh, thank you, Kathy, for uh, doing that. It was fantastic. If this is one of your first episodes of transformation and you want to know how to get hold of every new episode, plus receive the accompanying show notes that I put together every single week, then head across to robertstar.com, enter in your name and email address and to kickstart your transformation journey, you'll also be able to instantly download the first two chapters of transformation and I know you're going to love that. So, as I mentioned, I did spend yesterday up in Brisbane. I've just got back uh, late last night and uh, had the great pleasure of going through the Pharmacy Freedom Index with a couple of pharmacies that are doing terrifically well in a couple of areas. And so well that I'm actually wanting to ask one of them to be interviewed on the show because I'm just so impressed with the setup that they have there. And the theme that I'd like to discuss today that has come up in almost every single one of the Pharmacy Freedom Indexes that been conducted to date, is that we do have a deficiency in automation. Now, obviously you could quite easily say that my pharmacy hasn't got a robot, the guy down the road hasn't got a robot, and that's true because we've only got pharmacies of about two or 3% in Australia that have automation. But there are workflows and there are processes that you can still implement in your business. And it was fantastic to get those and to discover those with Peter and Cedric the other day um, on the Transformation Show, and I'd refer you back to that episode to have a look at that, of what you can actually do to take your pharmacy to the point where you can automate it. It doesn't need to be all about how you're gonna afford this big machine that, I have to say, I'm still very impressed with the functionality of them, and I'll share a little bit of that with you in a moment. Uh, But you can do a lot to progress your pharmacy to that point in time. We're looking at, you know, most pharmacies will probably be in a position where they may afford a pharmacy robot when they're at, probably two 250 prescriptions per day. But at the same time, we're seeing some green fields opening up with robots in there from day one because they can just see the efficiency and it's worked in their previous stores as well. So it's a great variation. But the insight I wanted to share is really about what you can do prior to that. So reference um, to Peter Ferros's episode and and also Cedric's uh, of what you can do. And so realistically, the ideas that you need to be implementing in your pharmacy, not discussing but implementing, is just looking at all the tasks that pharmacists perform in your pharmacy right now. And think about what one of those tasks could be performed As well, if not better, by a pharmacy or dispensary assistant and immediately delegate those low value tasks to a pharmacy or dispensary assistant. And immediately you as the pharmacist or your pharmacists working for you will have more time to spend with your patients and you'll get a better workflow and also taking on board one of the simple things even the distance of how you're actually receiving prescriptions in your pharmacy from scripts in and actually handing that on to another person try to limit the number of steps in the dispensary process to speed it up and you might then look at how you can upgrade your shelving perhaps utilize sloping shelves to reduce the amount of time it takes to reload and restock and then you may be in a position to start looking at automation but Too many pharmacies I've spoken to, when I talk about automation, they say, well, I can't afford a robot right now. And the end of the day is that's true. It's absolutely true. But the important thing is is to be ready for it because if you can put these workflows in place, you can get your process as efficient as you can, you'll have the ability to leverage more time with your customers, provide them a better experience and grow your business to the point where you will be able to afford that and you can get the great logistics out of that. Just I'll share with you a little bit and I'll hopefully be able to give a greater insight to you by actually interviewing this pharmacy owner on the show in the coming weeks. But the process they had set up in this pharmacy was that they had a robot hidden behind the scenes. It wasn't a a very affluent area, so it was probably important not to show the bells and whistles, but really just focus on the great patient-centric services. But the thing I was most impressed about this particular pharmacy It was was a really challenging day for them. They had a pharmacist down, they had a dispensary tech down, but the pharmacist still had time to show me through the store and spend time with me um, before we got stuck into our assessment session. But they had time to actually do that and check prescriptions and also manage over 300 dose administration aids through their outsourced DAA process. And that's what I was so impressed with in such a small amount of space. But the automation component meant that, that literally when a customer came in from the busy medical center, all they had to do was look after that patient from a central point. They didn't have to move around. They didn't have to run into the dispensary. They could focus on the patient, listen to them, solve their problems, help them with some friendly personal advice. And at the same time, the logistics of all of the medication delivery was literally right behind them so that they were able to take payment and it was all done from a single spot. And it was almost as close as I've seen an Apple Store experience in a community pharmacy so it must be applauded and i'll hopefully be able to share a lot more of that with you in an upcoming interview before i get started i had a great listener feedback from mick and funnily enough um, i was probably a few about a month or so behind so apologies mick for missing that and not bringing it up on an earlier show but he was in brisbane um on a previous weekend for a friend's wedding and um, i won't share with you the whole story but ultimately he needed to go and uh get some medication on a busy morning up in Brisbane. And um, he, uh, he had to find a way to get through the busy traffic and also being able to do that in a quick amount of time. And uh, he uh, referenced one of our older episodes in Episode 7 when we were talking about quickie and drones. And he was able to pull out his smartphone, pre-book a, a bike, uh, from the Brisbane City Council, ride to the pharmacy, deliver the medications, and uh, <laughs> and manage to do it very efficiently. So he was the Australian version of, uh, of, of Quickie in that regard, but also just highlighting the fact that uh, smartphones do allow us to do a lot more and to be able to book a bike grab it, get to the pharmacy and so forth. It's fantastic. But certainly we're a long way from having drones in full operation in our pharmacies. An update on that that I probably did share a number of episodes ago and it still hasn't changed is that uh, the FAA still has ruled that no commercial drones can be used. But because you know that the big boys at at Amazon are working so heavily at it, you know it's going to happen. So it probably will still be a few years before we see them flying around our airspaces, but it's uh, it's fantastic. So uh, Mick, great version of Australian quickie. And I know that a lot of community pharmacies have delivery boys driving around. And I think, I think he started actually his career as a delivery boy. And uh, it's great to see that that's alive and well. And certainly it's an opportunity for us to be thinking about that when we do have patients that want medications on an emergency basis, how do we handle that? And whether or not they, we can engage and use our smartphones to do that as well. It's a great segue to our episode coming up, and we're talking about how we can leverage web apps and mobile apps, but also communication technology around ensuring that we've got patient-centric communication, and I know you're in for a treat today. Our interview today is with Ashley Faulting, He's the Managing Director of Health Enterprises, who are empowering pharmacists to better engage with their patients. Ashley Fulting, welcome to The Transformation Show. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure. Oh, look, great to have you on, Ashley. And look, I think our listeners are going to be in for a real treat today. There's so much talk, a lot about how our consumers and how our patients interact with their mobile devices every day. And SMS is, no, is probably the biggest one of those. And uh, hopefully we can take them on their journey and know how exactly they can use that in their pharmacies right now. Excellent. I look forward to it. So, Ashley, the, the one question I always like starting with is, um, how did you get involved in pharmacy, and what problem were, did you come into with health, health notes trying to solve when you started the company?
1: Uh, well, that's a, that's a, uh, a good question because we, uh, uh, my colleague and I, sorry, Mishra, uh, uh, were involved in a company called Eclinic uh, that had its sort of origins back in, in the uh, year two thousand, in fact, and that was centered around managing. Pathology pathology delivery to GPs. So, uh, eClinic was set up to uh, take advantage of, of uh, the internet and how uh, the internet could be used to securely transmit medical information uh, to GPs uh, via uh, an online system. and And that uh, that grew to a point where there were about three thousand GPs uh, or three thousand clinics uh, using the system. And uh, the main customer uh, was uh, Gribbles, which was um, eventually bought by Healthscope. And uh, uh, that, sort of, that, that system sort of more or less reached its maturity. And, and we're at a point where we're thinking, what can we do next? And we started looking at uh, other payloads that we could use to, uh, to send along this, uh, this secure line. And uh, we, got talk, we got talking to some pharmacists. And they said, hey, why don't you set up a, uh, a knowing script uh, delivery system and, knowing and last, repeat re- uh, last repeat script delivery system to GPs. So uh, that was sort of the first foray into the pharmacy world. So we developed this, on the back of this eClinic application, uh, a system that uh, would pick up information, owing a last script requests from pharmacies, and deliver those to to GPs. So that was the beginning, and uh, since then uh, we've uh, we've radically changed the software and uh, and brought out a whole lot of new features.
0: Absolutely. And I think there's no no bigger bugbear for any pharmacy owner, particularly those with a large proportion of their business in aged care in chasing those owing prescriptions. And how has that evolved over the journey? Because we, we, obviously, we're looking at the panacea of when we start to get those electronic uh, drug charts in the nursing homes, where it'll ultimately solve the problem with of having that paper prescription come to the pharmacy. But how has it progressed? And how efficient have you got to it now?
1: Well, it's uh, it's to be honest, we uh, we thought at this point uh, the the system would be replaced uh, with with uh, electronic transmission of those uh, those script requests, but uh, it's uh, it's still going and uh, going strongly. Uh, but we've made a lot of changes in that uh, uh, it's it's more electronic. It originally started out as a fax uh, gateway or a, a fax system that uh, that sent faxes to GPs in a summarised format. Uh, it was modified to include. Uh, Pre-pre-filled scripts that could be accessed uh, via the web, um, and a lot of GPs, especially those who are dedicated to uh, to looking after nursing homes, um, are inundated with these requests from pharmacies. So, uh, the, the the basic sort of uh, concept has remained the same. That's uh, we're really just uh, providing a means to sort of make this whole process more efficient. Uh, but we are keeping an eye on uh, on how things progress, and uh, with a view to incorporate. Um, New new changes and uh, and features that that uh, sort of tie in with uh, with the direction that the industry is taking.
0: And has it got to the point where the um, owing prescription requests are now
1: integrated with the clinical systems at the doctor's end? Uh, the yes or no. The limitation really is at the doctor's end. So in the in the practice management systems, there is no real provision to uh, incorporate script requests from uh, pharmacists in that. Uh, uh, they're really just separate pieces of information that would come in the same way as uh, as uh, outside correspondence. Uh, so you know one of the, one of sort of the, the the blocking points for us is uh, is having that provision uh, built into the uh, these these practice management systems to accept uh, these requests. But with pathology, there is uh, you know we were well versed in uh, in the process in terms of information coming into the doctor's system need to be reviewed, uh, action need to be taken before it was sent to the patient record. So in the same way, we're looking to incorporate a, a method where the script requests uh, uh, are centralised. There's a centralised uh, area where the doctors can view those requests and then take action against them. But part of the uh, part of the attraction of the system for the GPs is that it allows these scripts to be produced on mass. Um, so by sort of individually putting them into patient records and having the, the, the doctor print them out uh, is um, is uh, sort of does take away from that whole. Sort of that workflow of, of getting these things uh, out the door quickly. Uh, so it's still a work in progress. Um, and even, you know, we, up till last week, we have correspondence with the GPs and pharmacists on, on ways to improve. Uh, and there's a whole lot of, of new um, designs on the drawing board to, to make sure that that information is, is uh, properly collected and stored in the patient record so that, for the, uh, the auditing purposes, the GPs uh, have that complete coverage. Mm,
0: no, absolutely, and look, certainly, a lot of GPS. You know, they they only ever look at one screen. They look at their. Uh uh, medical director screen and uh, look at the pathology results that come through and, um, you know, look, obviously it would be a great ability if we can get it into there. And I know that in the past they've probably been resistant because it means if they're printing the scripts out individually then someone's still got to enter them into their database. Um, I just wondered, you know, look, you've, there are different obviously health messaging capabilities. One that I'm familiar with is Argus where we've used um, to send referrals to um, to doctors over the past, and and they have integrated into the uh, clinical systems. Is there anything that they're doing differently?
1: Uh, no, in fact, Argus was a competitor to to eClinic back in its day uh, when uh, when we were running eClinic. It uh, the systems are, are are such that they carry a payload securely. So once they're delivered to the endpoint, there still needs to be. An integrated uh, method for that for that uh, information to get into the patient record, and with pathology and HL7 results, uh, there was a structure, there was a standard that uh, all the systems followed. Um, With the script requests, they need to be in an HL7 format or or a a standardised format that allow these two systems to speak to each other. So, it's uh, it's it's something that that uh, you know needs I guess needs to be uh, uh, set up on our end so that we can sort of tap into that uh, that integrated model. Um, but we do have with our experience with eclinic uh i guess a lot of uh, understanding about what needs to be done um and uh it's something that uh, you know we're, uh, I guess we're, we're still working on to to make
0: that happen. Yeah, look, absolutely, and I think we're probably getting probably a little technical, probably for for our, for our pharmacy owners. But I think the biggest question that always gets put out there, and there's been so much discussion since 2010 of the personally controlled electronic health record, which may become my electronic health re- or HR health record next year, and that'll be opt in instead of um, opt out. Uh, well, actually, sorry, the other way around, and I guess. It's very frustrating, probably from a patient's point of view, but also from a pharmacist's point of view. Is how come this process is, is so
1: convoluted and it can't just, you know, happen very easily? Yeah. Well, the, the the fact is that these requests aren't actually scripts; they don't exist. So there is uh, not necessarily a uh, a record of uh, I mean, it's a record of what's what's transpired, but uh, you know, the system needs to accommodate uh, these particular types of transactions in yeah. that. Uh, it's one one party requesting another transaction, or a, a, a sort of uh, some data from another from another party. Uh, so as long as it can accommodate that, I think you know the whole area and the system can move forward. And that's what we've come up against. These these are these are, I guess, uh, uh, you know, uh, something that have been requested rather than uh, exist on their own. Yeah, no. Look,
0: it's it's interesting because you know I think I think as pharmacists, we're traditionally known for putting our prescriptions into the prescription gateways, be that ERX or Medisecure. But uh, it's unknown as to whether any other communication, be it referrals or HMR referrals and things like that, ever can make its way into a patient uh, patient health record officially. Um, has there been any movement around that to obviously get those types of correspondence? Um, um, across to a GP through these types of secure gateways
1: well they I know that uh, you know discharge summaries and, and referrals uh, can be transmitted through these these gateways uh, but uh, but as you say they, they really need to deliver the patient record and uh, you know the comprehensive uh, singular patient record should include uh, these uh, these extra pieces of correspondence and and with the appropriate categories that can be uh Sort of managed in the same, with the same sort of workflow that uh, some of the standard pieces of correspondence uh, can be can be uh, managed. So I think that's that's sort of the the, the, the fuzzy bit on the side that uh, uh, where I know we're operating in uh, in that space. Uh, and uh, you know, so things need to sort of change and and and, 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 uh, and to happen to to incorporate all those sort of bits and pieces that uh, that make up the complete picture.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously that's a lot about the origin of where eClinic and then it moulded into health notes. So when it moulded into health notes, was that when you started using SMS from more a walk-in patient-facing application?
1: Yeah, that's what we found. We found uh, while we are out on the hustings uh, talking up uh, what we call the script requests, uh, it became apparent this this is a very – I guess narrow area, narrow and specialised area, and uh, you know not all pharmacies were in, uh, involved with aged care uh, to the extent that uh, it warranted a, a specialised system to manage their their processes. So um, we um, uh, we were looking at sort of you know at other areas that we could sort of apply this technology, and and you know the obvious one uh, was uh, some sort of reminder program for retail patients, so for, for individuals who are uh, coming into the store and, uh, and leaving their scripts or not with the pharmacy. Uh, and that was a, that was around about two thousand and nine, and it uh, it uh, was something that we um, we thought we've got a we've got the e health sort of system in place, we've got the people uh, and and the expertise in house to be able to have a go at this. Um, so we, we sort of effectively had a running start at uh, at making this happen. Uh, and SMS at the time was a, a medium that. Uh, you know, it was still relatively new, and it, even though you know mobile phones have been around for years, the demographic in the in the pharmacy was such that uh, it was it was still sort of relatively new technology for that that type of uh, sort of on mass communication. Uh, so uh, we we basically built it from scratch, just made everything up as far as you know. We engaged with the pharmacists and 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 uh, and, and sort of looked for ways to to get this information out in a, in a relevant and timely manner. Uh, but that that was Point at which we uh, we sort of we uh, incorporated this this extra feature, and it's it's more or less become you know ninety percent of our business now. Sort of what we spend most of our time on.
0: And so, since two thousand and nine, what proportion of pharmacies do you, do, you, do you feel that are utilising SMS in their businesses?
1: Well, we uh, I mean currently we have uh, it's about thirteen hundred pharmacies that use the software and uh, over eight hundred thousand enrolled patients. Uh, so it, it's it, it's had a lot of resonance with uh with just being able to get a message out to uh to, to patients uh to inform them about their their their, uh, their script renewal uh, and i think that's that's sort of been the the, the element of resonance and that it's it has been easy to implement uh when i say easy the the, you know, the technology uh is um, is sound and and uh you know we all use it and sms is a is a um a very clean medium. Um, but, uh, you know, integrating with dispense systems. and I mean, there was there was definitely work involved with that, and, and getting the, the uh, getting the message right, and even sort of figuring out well, what do we say in the message? And uh, you know, there's limitations to the to the size of the SMS. That, uh, in terms of you can only use 160 characters before you, you go into an, a, a second message. Yeah. Uh, so it's all all this stuff that we had to uh, had to work on, and, and you know, the challenges were really it's a complex environment. I mean, uh, you know, patients can be on multiple scripts. Uh, they can have expiring scripts. They can have deferred scripts. Uh, they can have owing scripts. So all this sort of needs to go into the, the sausage machine, and uh, at the end of it, at the appropriate time, a message needs to be sent to the patient, uh, which is, uh, as I say, is accurate and timely. So, uh, and, and with a call to action. I mean, that's the main thing. It's yeah. sort of at the end of the day, it's it's about getting the patient uh, back into the pharmacy and uh, and and complying with their medication.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And so 1300 approximately pharmacies and there may be some others using some different products. But for for any owners listening to listening what would your advice be prior to implementing this type of service? Are there any workflows that you see, obviously, going back you know, back to 2009 and seeing it evolve, are there any workflows that you'd recommend pharmacy owners to start implementing in their pharmacies before implementing this, or do you feel it can just
1: slot right into the uh, workflows currently? Well, it's, it's important to understand. Uh, I mean, the key, look, the key word is workflow, and, and it's something that, that we uh, – uh you know, very cogn- cognizant of. It it it's a it's a it's something that we we I mean health notes in in general is a is a tool. It's a it's a communication tool and, and we sort of try to couch in those terms that uh the you know the pharmacist needs to have a reason to uh to want to have a reminder programme in place. So you know if you can sort of understand the, the sort of the reasoning and the and the uh you know the requirements, uh then we can start uh, looking at their, their current systems and, and how health notes can, uh, can fit in with their, uh, their processes. But definitely, uh, you know, there's things uh, like, you know, location or demographic and uh, uh, even the types of, uh, you know, the, the work environment or the, 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 or the IT environment that the pharmacy uh, are, operates with. They're all important aspects, uh, even before you get to the sort of human side. I mean, that's sort of the, the other important aspect is making sure that uh that the staff uh, uh, have um, an awareness of the program and are sort of ready to embrace um, a new system because it uh, it does require uh, people to to understand um, you know the um, you know not everyone we'll put it this way not everyone needs to know the nuts and bolts to that level but uh, there's a base, basic understanding that, that's required um, for the staff to understand why they need to do it and what's the motivation and drive behind it uh, and that and that's sort of part of the whole education. And, uh, and training that we go through when we, uh, when, we, when we set up at the pharmacies. Absolutely. And, and look,
0: as you, as you said, it is a communication tool. So for our owners that are listening, I think the majority of times these tools only ever get implemented if they're either going to save some money, they're going to increase the profit levels. So I guess without uh, citing any specific examples, we might do that a little later. Um, what are the major features and benefits of implementing SMS reminders in a pharmacy?
1: Well, that, that's look. The return on investment is 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 the key uh, to um, to really measuring the performance. Uh, but you know, the benefit is 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 clearly uh, increasing loyalty and compliance. I mean, they tend to go hand in hand. These these two to function, these two elements. But uh, what 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 we're aiming to achieve in a pharmacy is to improve uh, both the compliance. The, the, Compliance and loyalty of patients, so that they return to the pharmacy more frequently and they adhere to their medication uh, as uh, as prescribed. And um, Health Notes, uh, you know, has a, a lot of tools that uh, allow you to measure your own performance. And this is sort of going back again to the early days when we first came up with the idea of uh, of using um, SMS to send reminders to to patients. You know, the question was, well, you know. Prove that it works. It's uh, for those pharmacists who sort of, I guess, have more of a marketing slant. They could see that the benefits from a, a marketing point of view. Uh, but uh, for the most part, pharmacists wanted to know if you know, if you send out a hundred messages, uh, you know, how many scripts have been uh, converted, and, and uh, at what rate, and how does that how does that compare with uh, uh, with uh, patients not receiving reminders. So initially, we started out thinking, well, maybe we can compare patients who are receiving reminders with patients who aren't receiving reminders, and, and line those up. Uh, and, uh, and and that was always a good result. But that uh, you know, the comments that came back uh, from that analysis was, well, yeah, you've you know, the pharmacists have put all their good patients on the reminder program, so of course the uh, the, the results are going to be better. So that uh, that led to a more detailed analysis and uh, and uh, reporting around um, looking at individuals and comparing. Uh, before and after uh dispense behavior so that uh, whether you have ten or a thousand or ten thousand patients receiving reminders uh you can collectively assess the overall benefit of uh, of those patients uh, from a before uh, period to a to an after period or after enrollment period and and come up with a, a figure um, and which is what we do with for for uh, pharmacies and um you know that 's that's uh, the data. The data analysis is an important part of, um, of, uh, of you know, the, the health notes pictures. So that uh, you know, we don't say, look, we're going to put this in, and uh, uh, you know, it's really up to you to make your own determination. It's it's about uh, putting, you know, putting the putting the software in, and then and then explaining, look, this is how the reporting works, and this is how you can measure your your uh, success with the program.
0: Yeah, no, look at absolutely and look obviously you are increasing frequency of visits and compliance no doubt that has a uh, ability to increase your script numbers as well um, and, and and no doubt through that time that from the growth over health you notes know, since 2009 there were the um, meds index scores that were bandied around by uh, through the pharmacy guild uh, to measure compliance um, did you ever get any of those meds index scores because that was often a, a, a KPI that decided which direction patients would go whether they would be appropriate for dose administration aids HMRs and other prof- professional services did, did you ever get any data around that
1: no we didn't directly uh, I mean health notes can calculate compliance scores based on uh, its own measures uh, uh, which which pharmacists can use for uh, for making their own determinations um, what 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 we try to do uh, in terms of in ways to promote health notes, is to really explain that this is a uh, this is sort of a, a program that can be used for all patients across any medication. And I think this is the important part. Um, there are there are uh, some specialised areas that uh, you know the health notes can uh, can work can work with. But I, I think the the, uh, the key for a successful implementation is to look at any chronic medication and and uh, and proposition the patient with um, uh, putting them onto a reminder program. Um, and uh, uh, so be it. Uh, you know, one one medication or another. Uh, really, it really um, if if it uh, needs to be repeated, um, you know, then then uh, there's there's opportunity there to uh, to put the patient on onto a program. So the meds index scores uh, are really something that can sit in parallel with uh, uh, with um, uh, with what uh, with what Health Notes does. But it's uh, as I say, it's uh, it's more of a sort of a, a general program that allows. Pharmacists to really sort of engage more with, uh, with the whole range of patients.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so once, once a pharmacist implements um, health notes in, in- their workflow is it over the, over the course of that of implementing that, and um, I guess getting it into line with every pharmacist across the business. And it's and I guess with most programs, it only ever works that well when everyone embraces it. But what kind of time you know, commitment are pharmacy owners looking at with this? Is there is there certain maintenance capabilities that they need to be doing every day to ensure the best benefits are, are received? Um, I guess what, what what is involved in injecting that into their workflow?
1: Well, what, what we try to do is set up a uh, you know the, the, the in-store expert, the guru, as uh, as we uh, you know we call them, to to really sort of manage the uh, health nodes from end to end. So if you've got one person in the store, and, and look, this applies really to any system. It's you know it's not unique to health nodes, but uh, if there's someone in the store who is uh, familiar enough with technology to say put to put their hand up and say, well, look, I'll I'll take I'll take on the role of, uh, of being um, the manager of the software. For everyone else, uh, you know, their 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 operational levels really uh, uh, can be uh, sort of centered around um, the input into the system, as opposed to uh, you know the sort of the, uh, the sort of the detailed setting. So, you know, what what I like to say it's it's not about the software; it's about uh, getting out there and uh, and and asking patients if they'd like to. Um, uh, be set up for a reminder and uh, uh, you know that's that's where the work is it's it's not necessarily sort of the inputting into health notes I mean health notes integrates with dispense system, so yeah. it's it's designed to flow uh to sort work, of work with that that uh, uh with that sort of dispense process but uh, uh you know the 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 idea behind uh health notes is really to um to sort of manage, but uh, it just takes that that input, and I think people need to be aware. Uh, you know, once say people, the pharmacy staff need to be aware of why they need to ask uh, patients, and, and so you know, part of the training is, is really to educate people on the benefits and uh, and what the pharmacy is um, is is really getting out of uh, of the program, so that you know you, you don't, um, so that you get engagement uh, across uh, all the staff. And, and
0: is it very technical because look most pharmacy owners don't hire their staff for technical capabilities but is is it something that anyone can be able to manage and is that task for that in-store guru or champion um something that takes a, a lot of time each day uh
1: no look you know the dispense system is far more technical than uh than health notes it's it's uh, it's a layer i mean really what health notes is is a layer that's uh that uh, uh, Sort of manages the uh, the upcoming reminders for the patients, and um, so it, it's aware of when dispensers occur, and, and so on. So, uh, effectively, you know the the initial implementation of Health Notes or initial sort of sign up involves uh, ensuring that uh, you know the um, uh, the patient is uh, is uh, has their medication ticked for reminders. Uh, it knows the uh, the cycle, um, and uh, once that's once that's put in place, uh, you know there's no Real need to interact with health notes uh, on an ongoing basis for the sort of uh, for the subsequent dispensers. Uh, um, it uh, you know the, the, when I talk about the uh, the technical person or the, the guru, they they need to be aware of, uh, of what to do when a person fronts up and says, uh, you know, here's a script. I don't need a dispense now, but I want a reminder for it in three weeks. Or someone says, I'm going to uh, going on holidays and I don't want a reminder in the next uh, you know six weeks. Please put them on hold. So there's there's um, you know, again, sort of one of those situations where there's a core functionality of a software that's uh, that's very straightforward, uh, but if there's anything around uh, that sort of requires some uh, some extra input, um, then, you know, at least one person needs to know what to do and of course if they don't, they can, they can call us, but we've been around long enough to uh, have encountered just about every scenario under the sun in pharmacy. and believe me, we've had plenty of feedback from pharmacists over the journey uh, to, um to really sort of incorporate ways, or to manage ways, to of uh, handling all these sort of different scenarios, which which has been a lot of fun, and and you probably yep. say a lot of them don't get used on a frequent frequent basis, but uh, sure enough, if you don't have it in there, someone's going to ask for it.
0: Oh, look, absolutely, I think that's a, that's a great segue um, because I'd love to know uh, over the journey what what have been the best case studies obviously if, if you can't mention pharmacy names that's fine but you know where have you seen it best implemented and and what kind of re- results do the pharmacy
1: experience as a result well it's uh it's there's many many successful stories and 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 you know I guess an example of um, of, of a of a uh, you know scenario might be um uh, you know, the pharmacy is using the program and, and sort of in the early days we had uh, saying we're sending SMS on an individual basis. Can you set up a, a group uh, program and, and, uh, and, and, you know, in order to send uh, you know, messages en masse to, uh, to all the patients that are registered. So this is sort of an example of the evolution of, um, um, that we've seen within groups where they've incorporated well, they've started to use health notes as much for a promotional tool and, and uh, uh, for the like of local area marketing. Uh, where uh, you know half their messages are now about uh, you know uh, you know health in-store health services and, and uh, things like store opening hours and 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 really information that's relevant to the patients' health uh, beyond just the reminders. Uh, so you know we're sort of almost to a point now where half the messages overall are going out as uh, in that vein. Um, so each group really takes their own take or their own. You know, take away from the the actual uh, uh, from the product in terms of how they use it, and that that's really good for us to get that feedback and see how how groups are running with the program, Uh, and then we can uh, uh, you know make sure that everyone is aware that there's there's different ways that you can use use the service, and to the extent that uh, uh, they might use it completely different how to how it was originally designed. I mean, the um, you know there's uh, there's of changes now that uh, people are saying, well, you know, why do people, why do why do patients even have to reply? Why can't they just uh, um, have a have a message sent to them to say that things are ready to pick up rather than uh, than they have the need to reply? So, you know, it's um, it evolves, and I think each pharmacy has different ways of uh, of approaching it, and um, which is just great. I don't think in general that's how software works. It's uh, it's you get a lot of feedback, and uh, you pick out the best best pieces and and incorporate, and, and everyone benefits.
0: Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, I, I I believe there's many there's many patients that have always asked, you know, look, could you just sit, uh, let, let me know when it's ready each month and don't bother contacting me. Um, you know, I'm happy to receive it every 21, 25 days, depending on, on what, what uh, timeframes they're after. And I guess often that might even involve delivery and other things. So, you know, to co- to collect those preferences um, could be arduous, particularly if it, if it is quite rigid, but it's great to hear that you're open to, are, you know using it in all, all different ways and actually I'm keen to know look obviously we're we're always looking at different ways of marketing our pharmacy as well and it's great to hear that you know 50% of those SMSs are promotional um we always hear about the fact that email open rates could be you know 20% 15% perhaps um SMSs are they opened I guess on a on a more frequent basis and and what what um open rates are you normally seeing well
1: we um uh- it's not. It's not something that we get uh, get direct feedback on, but uh, we are able to track the conversion. So uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a medium that's. Uh, you know, we're not. Look, we're not necessarily wedded to SMS. It's. It's. It's sort of evolved, and uh, and you know, we have uh, uh, other uh, other channels. I mean, especially the, this latest release, uh, uh, we've gone a bit of back to the future and put the phone reminder back or into the system, uh, the landline reminder, um, but. Uh, uh, it's you know one of the, one of the uh, again one of the sort of pieces of feedback was um, um, you know how do I know which patients are coming back and 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 that sort of shifted Health Notes into from a, a message centric kind of program into more of a, a holistic script centric program. So we've recently got a, a new feature called Script Tracker, which uh, tracks uh, the uh, and and uh, and identifies. Uh, you know the dispensers and, and overdue scripts in particular, and I think that's the best sort of measure for um, uh, for sort of working out whether patients have uh, have come back or not, uh, so that there's a um, there's a sort of a direct call to action where you know the pharmacist can see the list of patients who uh, may not have responded and may not have come back in, and then they can then follow up. So that's that's sort of the important part is. You know, that, that SMS out is sort of the first line, uh, hmm. but there needs to be subsequent uh, communication if uh, if patients um, are taking action.
0: So with the, with the script tracker, could you, can you set up a pathway where you send an SMS and if you don't receive a response or the patient doesn't present
1: on a particular date, that it can trigger a landline reminder? Yeah, well, look, at the moment, um, and this has been a sort of a, an interesting area because uh, we... Um, we put that to the pharmacists and, and I, look, I've been amazed at the response that we've got on this uh, because it sort of just provide a whole lot of visibility um, in terms of what the opportunity is or that, that it's been missed for, for overdue scripts. And uh, it can be, it can be quite significant and it's not necessarily those, even those getting, uh, getting reminders. It's, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's health notes sort of now has the ability to, to manage all patients. So um even even patients who don't want reminders and this is this is um just getting off, a little bit off tangent but mm. we uh uh we've got um uh you know the ability now to to input patients and uh and there's no and no and not have a reminder associated with it but the pharmacist is still able to track and see what is coming up and what is you know what is due and and even you know put them into a group where they're uh, uh, they're set up for um, just, a, just a call from the pharmacist directly. And this sort of comes back to empowering the pharmacist to take action. Uh, you've got automated technology that can do it and uh, send out these, uh, these this communication to patients who are, are happy with that medium, but uh, a lot of patients aren't. And, and, uh, and that was always sort of a, a, a point of concern for us that we... We had a solution for uh, a percentage of patients and you know it might be up to 50 percent but what about what about the other 50 percent of patients who um, are uh, leaving their scripts or uh, you know up to being um, customers of a, of a particular pharmacy uh, you know what can we do with those patients so this this uh, script tracker and and this no reminder concept means that virtually anyone so the entire script draw for instance can be put into health notes a portion of those might be getting sms reminders some might be getting automated landline reminders uh but there might be a, a big portion that uh said no reminder at all but if the pharmacist is aware that there's scripts sitting in the drawer and they're overdue uh then they can take action and, and one of the pharmacists uh recently goes to back and he said he's just calling them directly and it's working great you know they've got a whole list of patients that uh, uh where they're, they're managing the scripts and uh um, you know they might be elderly or, or have various reasons for not uh Engaging with the automated system, but um, uh, you know it might be during the week they'll, they'll print out that list and, and start uh, contacting patients directly. So with the,
0: with the landlord reminders, there are two streams: there is a, a manual and also an automated,
1: which I imagine is just a yeah uh, a robotic type message. Mm-hmm. Th- that's right. Yeah. So the automated is is a simple message to say your scripts are uh, due for renewal, um, and uh, you know for those who um, who prefer to have a pharmacist call them. Then uh, you know there's there's provision for that as well. So it's uh, we've got all bases covered in that sense. Of it's it's something that can be measured. And, and again, it's sort of if, if you've got the script, you're sitting on it, uh, it. It's it's something that you know health matters now allows allows you to to um, to view the uh, you know the, all the scripts that are due and and, and take action as they as they call
0: so with those automated ones, is there are also uh, touch dialing tones included, so that once the automated message has gone through, that they can press one to order, or press no, or press two for no, or something
1: like that. Uh, look, that that is in place, but uh, believe it or not, we uh, we scaled it back on uh, uh, from feedback. Uh, uh, and this, you know, this is sort of an example of um, you can you can push things out there and uh, get some feedback and. Um, and, and which, which forces you to rethink and maybe, you know, sort of uh, hold fire or keep your powder dry for, uh, to, to release this later on. So we had a touch dial and you'd, you'd order, you'd press one to, um, to order the script. Uh, but, uh, we, uh, we just had some initial feedback saying, uh, that might be a little bit too much to begin with. Mm. And, uh, um, you know, let's just keep it simple and, and just let the patient know that, uh, things are ready and they can uh, call the pharmacy when they like. Um, uh, so it's, it's always a balance between, Coming up with good ideas and uh, uh, and uh, just putting them out there uh, and being brave about them, or um, sort of uh, you know circulating those ideas in early on in their uh, you know, embryonic states and, and getting pharmacists sort of putting in uh, in their in their piece to um, to sort of influence the design and and um, in this case we did that and, and sort of uh, you know sort of I'd say that at this point. We're going to we have the simple version, um, but uh, as things progress, I think it, it needs to be more interactive and let people uh, you know make decisions based on uh, uh, some of some options.
0: Absolutely. Look, I think it's fantastic that you're responsive to that, but that also that you're creating those flexible different types of communication to match the patient with their preference. There's nothing worse than having to say to a patient that we'll only do it one way where they're one they're wanting us to do it many other ways. And really, that's really about where we are at the moment in growing those patient-centric pharmacies. And Ashley, from the, uh, I guess, the older style of the um, landline, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, um, Appleti? applications so we're talking about smartphone apps and I guess there's a little trend at the moment in pharmacy where there's a number of different providers of different apps and so forth and I know health notes have got a web app um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what an, what a web app is
1: yeah so um uh, we uh I mean the web app is really just a, a it's a mobile uh, web page that uh uh you know patients can access their, their script information um We've got a, uh, so it's a static page at the moment that just provides a basic list of the, the medication that, that is due, uh, but we've got uh, uh, close to releasing a version that has a dynamic listing of, of scripts with due scripts and, uh, and other scripts that are held at the pharmacy. So uh, that, that web app is uh, is is something that uh, patients can access directly. Um, we'll still send a reminder out, uh, and they can uh, link through to that web app or access the web app at, at any point. But... Uh, we also have plans for an app, uh, a downloadable app. That um, that that's sort of the, the second uh, phase. And I, you know, with with the, the app, we we um, we think that uh, really the, the groups should be driving that themselves and, and uh, uh, you know really sort of owning that space. And, and what we're offering is a is a a service to provide a feed to that uh, you know online online uh, scripts within that uh, within that app. So there's there's um, there's a, a a quite a, a variety of, uh, of uh, opportunities there, uh, but definitely having access to scripts online is, is sort of the, the, the obvious one that uh, and, and uh, it's something that uh, uh, um, while we think that um, you know there's there's a uh, there's a, a lot of patients who um, perhaps prefer SMS at the moment, and I know that from our, our own experience um, with our web app. Uh, uh, even given the option, a lot of people still text back. Uh, given the option to, to go online and to, to view their scripts, a lot of people just text back because it's convenient. If they're uh, if they're in a supermarket or somewhere. But uh, for those people who are looking to sort uh, of manage their health better and, and uh, have perhaps more of a complex uh, uh, medication or uh, range of medication, then you know they, they need to have that, uh, that that information on their scripts more accessible and uh, and more mobile. So. We're uh, we're working uh, definitely
0: working in that space. Yeah, look at the moment, you know, customers are demanding a lot, and we, and we can only just look outside of our front doors and see that you know they can make a pizza on their phone for Domino's and watch it go through the oven and the toppings all the way to delivery to the point where they can manage their finances on their phone. They can check their bank balance. They can even plan a holiday on their phone now. So I think the trend is obviously going that way. That patients do want to be able to manage those prescriptions um and also decide when and where they'd like to pick them up and so forth so you know getting those tools into their hand is going to be so so important and i guess when you start to look at you know either a downloadable app or a feature of your web app are you considering things like um patient payments and and also how how would they um order a prescription that they might have just got from their doctor as well
1: yeah look that's uh that's all down the track for us. I think uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, right now we're focused directly on, on uh, providing information. And I think this sort of comes back to uh, you know, the way we all interact with, with the internet and, and information's definitely a big part of that. Uh, so you know, providing information on scripts directly uh, is, a, is important. We won't have information uh, from, uh, from scripts that have just been prescribed uh, at, a, at a GP. Uh, at this point, uh, um, but I think um, you know our, our view is that the pharmacist is is looking uh, is sort of the centre of the, the picture for our our uh, our technology. So uh, you know, we need that script to get to the pharmacy before it's available. Uh, whether it's dispensed or not uh, is is not really that important for us, as long as the pharmacist is, uh, is is managing that. But yeah, look, there is a there is a there will be a convergence of uh, uh, with the electronic health record and 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 uh, and what we're doing and I think uh, you know we'll, uh, we'll sort of take that as it comes but you know definitely keeping a, a close eye on that but there's yeah there's a lot of, a lot of movement in, in the area and I think um, uh, really the key is to just uh, sort of be flexible and, and, uh, and, and embrace and, and sort of work with, 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 uh, with the industry to make sure that uh, uh, you know we keep ahead and uh, and keep up with the uh, with the innovations.
0: Yeah, look, absolutely. And look with the eye to the eye to the future, um, what would you foresee even beyond that, um, as the biggest game changing technology that I guess if time and resources were no barrier and you could speed everything up to light speed, um, what would you or you or or and health enterprises implement in pharmacies or
1: businesses today? Well that that's uh I mean that's a good question. I you know that I think, uh, I think there's enough, enough game-changing events happening in pharmacy already uh, uh, outside of technology. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that's, that, that alone might draw, drive the way that uh, uh, the, the sort of technology's landscape is defined um, in the future. But, you know, d- just getting back to what, what our objective is with, with our engagement with pharmacy, and it really is about putting the pharmacy in that, in that uh, sort of centralised position where... Uh, they are managing the patient's health. Uh, you know they're using technology as a tool to streamline a lot of their their, uh, their sort of labour-intensive processes and, and and getting them back out and, and interacting with the patients and providing that good old-fashioned service that uh, we all we all enjoy. So I'm not sort of looking at technology from a, uh, a revolutionary point of view, but uh, it is a it is an evolutionary and, and an incremental uh, process. And uh, I mean. The game-changing technology might already be out there. It's it's uh, might take a year and uh, for it to, to be to be relevant and to, to sort of make its make its uh, uh, its its, um, its face available. But it's uh, it's there. Is definitely a lot of uh, you know evolution in the space um, and even driving uh, outside of uh, pharmacy. It's uh, uh, a lot of the uh, the things that are happening in pharmacy are really um, uh, found or uh, well, they're built on foundations that. Uh, of uh, technology that we're all, uh, we're all, we're all taking up a lot like the smartphones and, uh, you know, with, with faster broadband coming down, down the line, um, you know, anything could be, uh, uh anything could occur, Robert. So I, I guess mm. it's a, a case of just, uh, keeping an eye on it, keep working on, on the ideas that we have and, uh, and uh, and making sure that we're uh, we're in that space and, and helping the pharmacists at all times.
0: Oh, look absolutely, and I think a lot of it, and we talk about this a lot on our on our show, is that in reality the best tool that's available to us as pharmacists is the ability to listen and to afford ourselves the time to personalize our interactions with patients, and not simply try to cut them short to get back to the pile of prescriptions. So if all the technology all added up together provides the necessary efficiency to put us in the position where we can spend more time with patients, then I think that's a revolution in itself. Um, and certainly, you know, there are obviously other things out there in terms of the mobile payments of Apple Pay that will come next year and, um, and all sorts of other NFC developments in payments. But ultimately, I think you're right. The Putting that pharmacist at the centre is uh, just the most important thing. And I, I still believe it's the most sustainable competitive advantage that we all have. Yeah, and,
1: and, and, you know, you really want to avoid, uh, becoming a vending machine and, and that's, and that's sort of, you know, one take on technology is to, to push it all back to the patient and, uh, and let them manage their health and come in when you need it and, uh, and, uh, uh, and have, and have the script sort of fed out of the system. I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're really trying to make, make the, uh, the pharmacist have the, uh, have, you know, provide the time for the pharmacist, as you say, to engage with the, with the patient. So I think, I think, uh, if, uh, that, that's our, that's our feedback that we get. And, uh, and I think sort of on those guiding principles, uh, anything that we do in this space is, um, is really designed to, you know, increase the, uh, the sort of bottom line and, and grow the, grow the pharmacy business, especially, uh, in the, in the face of, uh, the PBS reforms and, and uh, and other threats to the industry. It's, um, the, the, role of the pharmacy from what we gather is, um, pharmacists in particular, is uh, to provide more of that uh, that centralised sort of health health care professional role, uh, and to let all this sort of the manual work uh, be taken uh, taken care of by technology. So that's uh, that's sort of where we fit in.
0: Ah, sensational! Great, it's great, great to have you on, Ashley. Um, I know our listeners have followed. You know, great. You know, we talked about communication from the very simple to obviously the ever changing and growing. And I think they've taken a lot away from today at varying stages that their businesses are at so we'd love to have you back in the not too distant future and of course we'll be following your journey very closely
1: thanks robert it's been a pleasure
0: cheers thanks ashley well we've covered so much today on the very broad theme of communication and ultimately that's really what helps us to better engage with our patients my three key learnings well again it was very tough to narrow it down to literally just three But I think the one that I wanted to highlight first was the evolution of communication. And we really need to be listening to our patients to really understand what it is. It was a great story from Ashley and his partner early on of evolving from simply just looking at how they were delivering secure messaging around pathology, to looking at the challenges surrounding pharmacies and GPS around owing prescriptions. And, uh, and obviously now SMSs are now their core business. so they keep evolving in the healthcare landscape and we need to. we need to as well. I think it's a good lesson of any company, let alone our industry at the moment that is transformational and I don't and I say that with pun intended. We really need to be looking at the external factors as opportunities, not limitations. So where we've got PBS reform, that's happening without our our ability to influence that any further than we are already. So what do we need to do around that? Well, it means that our workflows need to be less expensive per prescription if we're going to exact maximum amount of return uh, for our time that we spend with our patients. So how we do that is by utilising tools such as Health Notes to try to really streamline our prescription businesses and that could be as simply as getting as many patients into the SMS program looking at the end outcome being that you've got a repeatable number of customers and prescriptions every single day. So that you can literally come into the pharmacy maybe an hour earlier and you've already We got 40, 100, even 200 I've seen in some pharmacies prescriptions to dispense before a patient has set foot in the pharmacy. And what an amazing experience we could offer our patients if all the medicines are already done, all the manual labour is away from them when they're not having to wait for that time in the pharmacy and we were then freer to engage in listening and really personalising that healthcare experience, which is what they're screaming out for. Big number one, learning that one. Number two was integrating it into the pharmacy's workflow and what we can do to improve that. And as it's come out from a number of our interviews, particularly I think the best example was with Paul Naismith and the best example of, of implementing in extracting, and embracing the best technological benefits from these types of things, is about having a champion and a guru in the pharmacy. So it's really about making sure that it's not something that disrupts our workflow, but it aids and it automates a large proportion of it as well. So that what it really does is improving customer loyalty and compliance. And obviously that's then gonna lead to an increased frequency of their visits and also the increase in script numbers as well, but it's a sustainable increase in prescription numbers. We talk a lot about what we can do to improve customer loyalty. Don't be fooled in thinking that a customer loyalty program of just offering points for purchases is that. As we spoke about a number of episodes ago with Adam, you really have to have a better understanding of your customers from getting that information. It's not about giving them a card and hoping that they're just gonna come back to you because they're holding that card. But in this position, we look at all dose administration aids as a way of having a managed service so that we're holding all the prescriptions and looking after our patients total needs which is just so important but I believe this type of program could be even a pre-dose administration step so that we've got all of the prescriptions in our pharmacies already and we're making it as easy as possible for our patients to continue to communicate with us and to get what they want at a time that they want. And that comes into the third learning of flexible and responsive communication with your patients, which ultimately, as we talk about a lot on this show, results in a patient-centric pharmacy. Obviously the second, but probably the most important of the three pillars of a successful 21st century pharmacy. And that can give you the ability to communicate with your patients directly through even the oldest, tech, the oldest form of communication that we've got available to us through landlines. Who would have thought that would be a great strategy but I reckon it'd be a brilliant one if you can afford the time and potentially that's a great use of dead time throughout the day to literally just have a list of patients that have got prescriptions due and call them personally and I think that's going to have such a magnified effect on what your customers are going to think of you and that you're not that vending machine in the wall and you're not like those pharmacies they've seen on holidays overseas in the UK and US which are just a hole in the wall We've got a real opportunity there to really personalise these communications in for our patients directly, but also when we can't speak to them as well. There was a great example Ashley was talking about of how promotions are being run through SMSs. I can tell you that the open rates or the times that our patients are opening the messages when we send SMSs, far outlies our email open rate. So for those of us who send email newsletters or that to our patients, we're probably only getting maybe 15, 25% of those open, but the SMSs, I believe, are somewhere north of 50%. So it doesn't mean bombard all your patients with all sorts of different messages, but things that are very relevant. So when we've got a high pollen day and we've got astronomical pollen counts at the moment, it could be a great opportunity to talk about your hay fever strategies and how you can help them. And also flu vaccinations as well. It's a very topical thing around March. They want to know where they can get it. You're making it easy for them by promoting it. So there's so much we can do. We just need to be flexible and responsive to what they want. And that can also include things right up to the top level of having your own app and letting health notes dovetail into that and provide you with the services around those reminders. So, so much opportunity. I'm really excited. And I think the opportunities are there for all of us to see. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Transformation. We've got some great interviews coming up. You'll learn how e-commerce and also particularly how your pharmacy can offer your customers an endless aisle to shop from, which is a fantastic one. And also how I'll continue to introduce to you some of the best options in the cloud accounting software space that enable you to know your financial position anywhere, anytime. Please leave a comment in the show notes. I'd love to know what you took out of today's episode. I read and respond to every single one of them and my guests are also offered the same opportunity as well. Have a great week everyone and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.